Hello and welcome to Mixnerd News. This is where you come to listen to breaking news when it comes to the nerd world. That means we have breaking video game news, movie news, and TV news. If you want to hear about the latest games, the latest movies, and everything else, stick around. Because here's your host Nick from a tiny studio in San Diego. it isn't uh you guys because obviously i'm not actually talking to another person or am i <laughs> that's a dumb joke uh how are, you, how are you guys doing you guys uh you guys having a good day having a good night having a good week it's been a week you know since since we last uh spoke <laughs> it is me nick the host of nick's nerd news it is October 25th, we are six days away from All Hallows' Eve, Halloween. Are you guys having a good, uh, getting ready for your costumes? Are you going to have costumes? Are you going to dress up? We do a big thing at work every year. I think I've talked about that every year on this podcast. Uh, I've participated in the work event every year, other than the, you know, years that we don't speak of. <laughs> um... But no, I'm uh, I'm excited. I'm gonna. I've already have a costume planned out. There's just a few more things I need to get before Tuesday. Uh, but that is fun. How uh, you guys? You guys doing good? It's it's episode 285 though. 285 episodes of Nixner News. Am I annoying you guys yet? I hope not. I hope you're listening intently, week in week out for these last five and a half years or so. But uh, no, we got a fun fun episode planned today. Top stories include uh, the studios and actors are going to go back to the negotiating table tomorrow. It was actually supposed to happen today. They're going back tomorrow. It looks like CEOs came back to the table to talk with them. That's a, that's a good sign. Xbox had a partner, uh, Xbox partner showcase showing off some, some third-party games coming to Xbox uh, uh, later in the, in the future, including this year, next year, things like that. Uh, they're a third-party game, so they're not necessarily exclusive, but that's okay. And uh, we're going to talk about Spider-Man 2. Marvel's Spider-Man 2, made by Insomniac Games on the PlayStation 5. We will be talking about that today. So make sure you guys stick around, have fun. Uh, just some stuff to get out of the way. Don't forget to check out nixnerdnews.com. That is our website. You can listen to the show right in your browser while you're there. Or you'll find links to our lovely pages where you guys can like us, share us, subscribe to us. All those fun, fancy, new age things. You know, we're on Spotify. We're on Google Podcasts. We're on Apple Podcasts. 
We're on iHeartRadio. We're on Amazon Music. So we're, we're in all those fun places. Don't forget to also check out our social media tab. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. We're on Threads. We're on Instagram. But we're not on TikTok. I'm on TikTok, though. I always share stuff about the podcast on, the t- on my personal TikTok. Or I will also ultimately share it to the Instagram. Uh, that's Nixner News at Nixner News if you guys want to follow any of those. On the socials, my TikTok is the Nick DeFalco. So totally up to you guys if you want to follow. No pressure. But there's show updates. I talk about some other stuff that doesn't necessarily always get on the podcast. So give it a follow. Give it a check it out. Give it a check it out. What is that? What does that even mean? <laughs> I even do like collection spotlight showing off some of the cool stuff that I own. So you guys can check that out there. Other than that, Let's not waste any time, shall we, and get right to the nerd news. Do you like that? Is that a thing you guys like? I don't know. I'm going to try it. Maybe. Who knows? We'll see. So, what's going on in gaming world, huh? The gaming world, right? We got to use proper grammar here. We always speak with... We don't. We don't. I'm kidding. Anyway, so, uh, Unreal Engine tweeted out something about, you know, creating characters in games. And someone who just happens to work at BioWare, like higher up, something like that, tweeted a response with Morden Solis, one of the characters from the Mass Effect series which has now caused the internet and Mass Effect fans to uh, rise up in a fervor, if you will, as they take this to mean that Mass Effect 5, or whatever it will ultimately be called, is going to be made in Unreal Engine 5, which would be a departure from what happened with the last Mass Effect game, which was... Uh, Mass Effect Andromeda, which was done in the Snowdrop engine. Is that is that what they... What did EA call their engine? Frostbite or something that everyone had the issues with? Uh, but potentially a new engine for Mass Effect in Unreal. I think they did the Mass Effect trilogy in Unreal, if I remember correctly as well. But again, very simple tweet that didn't really say anything and you know the internet they love to take it and run with it and think that it means what they think it means which it usually isn't lord of the rings return to moria has been delayed on the ps5 for about two months it was it it came out on pc this week Uh, if you're waiting for it on playstation 5 you're gonna have to wait to december Uh, it will release on december 5th for the PlayStation 5. It uh, does feature the return of Jonathan Rhys Davies as Gimli, the voice of Gimli as well. Uh, Sony may be working on a controller that will charge its wireless earbuds. I don't, this sounds dumb. I don't like this idea. You just, you're adding more places on a controller to break a controller or drain the battery even more. 
on the DualSense, which has an atrocious battery life. I have charged my... I barely... Look, I don't play as many video games as I used to. I got Spider-Man on Friday. I had to charge my controller twice since I got it. I haven't charged my Xbox controller in several months, and I've put in several eight-hour gaming sessions. So I don't know where the battery life issue is happening, but it's atrocious on PlayStation controllers and has been since the DualShock 4 even. So I, I don't know what they're doing, but the battery, is it because it's the touchpad? Is it because it's the light on the damn thing? I don't know, but don't make it even worse by adding earbud chargers. Like that's completely unnecessary, Sony. Completely unnecessary. Uh, Netflix has confirmed that the Bioshock movie is still in development. They are still hopeful that it will come out. They're still working on scripting and other things. So if you're a big fan of the Bioshock games, don't give up yet. It, it's still in the cards. Halo Infinite, which saw the release of Season 5 last weekend, had a major spike of players on Steam. I don't know what its Xbox player count is, but it was hovering around 7,000 players prior to the release of Season 5 with the launch of Season 5, which a lot of people are seeing as another in, in, invigoration. Is that, a, is that a word? Um, another in, invigorating push for to get players back uh, with the, the addition of new Flood Armor and new AI scripting and things like that. Saw its player count... Uh, more than double to about 18,000 players on Steam. I know that in the grand scheme of things, that's low, especially for Halo. But uh, for a game that's been out almost two years and has struggled in those two years, that is a lot uh, to have a big boost on Steam. Uh, Magic the Gathering uh, is continuing its push to feature decks uh, commander decks that they're called are not really meant for tournament play, uh, featuring the different things from the wide world of pop culture, have announced a new partnership with Bethesda. We'll be launching several commander decks based around the Fallout series. Yes, you can get a dog meat card. Uh, those are now available for pre-order and will release on March 8th, 2024. If you're a Fallout fan, if you're a Magic the Gathering fan, if you're a fan of both, these are for you. Uh, Larian's uh, creative director said that the studio would definitely be open to making a Pillars of Eternity 3 if they had the same budget they had on Baldur's Gate 3, which they had nearly $100 million for Baldur's Gate 3, and the budget for Pillars of Eternity 2, which was the last Pillars of Eternity game, was like under $10 million. So, they definitely would revisit that series if given the opportunity. I wonder if all the money they made on Baldur's Gate 3 will allow for that. Uh, Robocop Rogue City, which is a new first-person shooter starring Robocop, uh, was announced for all three systems, including PC. Uh, we have now learned that the Switch version has been canceled. That game comes out on November 2nd. For PC, PlayStation, and Xbox. 
Doug Bowser was being interviewed, and uh, obviously someone asked him about Nintendo Switch 2, or whatever Nintendo's next console will be called. They don't really go with a 2 or a 3. Maybe it'll be called the Super Switch. Maybe they'll, they'll go back to their, uh, their old days. But, uh, you know, <laughs> the Super... I actually like the Super Switch. That, that would be a good name. So, you know, rumors have been abound for, for months now at this point. There were rumors that, that devs got their hands on it on, uh, at Gamescom, things like that. But let's, uh, let's take a look here. He was being interviewed. There's rumors that it will be portable and has an LCD screen. It will have a, a second screen. It will have ray tracing, all, all these things. Backwards compatibility. But in a new interview with Inverse... Nintendo of America boss Doug Bowser, yes, his name is Doug Bowser, if you were not aware, uh, said this, quote, There have been reports that Nintendo showed off a successor to Switch behind closed doors during Gamescom. As we have discussed, the Switch has had a long lifespan and a huge install base. How, when you consider the idea of a successor to the Switch, do you think about helping those people who are on the console transfer to the next platform while reassuring them that the content and investment in the Switch will somehow transfer to a successor. Uh, this was asked by Inver, excuse me. So, Bowser followed up with this response. Quote, Well, first, I can't comment, or I won't comment, I should say, on the rumors that are out there. But one thing we've done with the Switch to help with that communication and transition is the formation of the Nintendo account. In the past, every device we transitioned to had a whole new account system. Creating the Nintendo account will allow us to communicate with our players if and when we make a transition to a new platform to help ease that process or transition. Our goal is to minimize the dip you typically see in the last year of one cycle and the beginning of another. I can't speak to the possible features of a new platform, but Nintendo account is a strong basis for having that communication as we make the transition, unquote. Uh, what the fuck is that, Doug? What, what kind of response is that, man? I know you can't technically respond, but, oh, we have the Nintendo account. Um, so, like, are, is that a yes? I, I'm confused. I'm very confused by this, and I'm sure many other people are. I mean, at this point, it's probably a given that the Nintendo is working on their next console. Nintendo lives in their own little world. They don't follow the same, you know, cycles or periods, or console generations, as, as they're now called, like PlayStation and Xbox do, right? PlayStation and Xbox kind of release on a similar cadence. It wasn't always that way, but Nintendo kind of does their own thing. Like, remember the Xbox One and the Xbox... Uh, Xbox. The Xbox One and the PlayStation 4 came out in 2013. The Switch didn't come out until 2017, so technically, one could argue that the Switch was a uh, part of the ninth generation, right? With the Series X and the PS5. In theory, you could make that argument. Um, because they were holding out from the Wii U, which was kind of part of the Xbox One. And, no, the 360. What? Wait. I'm, now I'm confused. I don't know what the Wii U was. I mean, I know, I know what it is. I know what it is. I don't know what they were doing with it. I don't know what generation it is. I know I can Google it right now. I really don't care 
because nobody really bought a Wii U compared to the original Wii. But Nintendo's doing their own thing. Watch them release the Super Switch, the Switch 2, Nintendo's next console, whatever you want to call it, next year, which would put it seven years from the launch of the Switch. Um, TwitchCon was this past weekend. I know it kind of came and went without a whimper. It was in Las Vegas, and Xbox used its marketing prowess, if you will, to... Uh, so the Sphere is now live and open in Las Vegas, the giant entertainment venue that has been wowing people for several weeks. It has a large exterior sphere structure with an exterior screen. Well, Microsoft and Xbox decided to shell out money to use the sphere as a marketing billboard. And boy, when I tell you if there wasn't anything more perfect for an Xbox marketing push than the sphere because of the Xbox logo being a literal sphere. It was damn near perfect, and seeing it huge like that was... I. Uh, there was one instance I saw a picture where it had a giant Johnny Silverhand, which is Keanu Reeves' character from Cyberpunk. I just, I would love to know what someone on a plane flying into Las Vegas or out of Las Vegas, and if they saw just a giant sphere with a giant image of... Keanu Reeves's face on it and what they were thinking at that exact moment. I would love to know what they were thinking at that exact moment because it probably would have been hilarious to know. So I mentioned earlier that Spider-Man came out on Friday. Uh, Insomniac Games, of course, very proud of the achievement. We will talk about the game in just a little bit. I'm having a lot of fun. Uh, they are not opposed. We all know that Venom is in the game at this point. Venom, a Venom spinoff. They are not opposed to making a Venom spinoff of, of Spider-Man 2 if the fans want it. I think the fans want it. So, I don't know if that would mean a Venom game first or a Spider-Man 3 first. Uh, I haven't personally finished the game yet, so I can't say for certain, but I've put about 50% of the game away. This is the one time where I can confidently give a review without finishing the game. I know it sounds weird, but uh, no, like I said, I, I would love to see a Venom game. Granted, their next game, of course, is the Wolverine game that they announced several years back. So we'll have to wait for quite a while before any future Spider-Man game comes. Or maybe they do it a spinoff like what they did with Miles Morales and... It, it uh, It's not a full game, but it's not like small DLC either. Uh, speaking of Marvel games, we've learned that EA's Iron Man game will be made in Unreal Engine 5. No surprise there. At this point, why is that even news, right? We know that, that Epic has moved Unreal to Unreal Engine 5. We know that a lot more studios are working in Unreal Engine 5. So I don't, I don't see why that's news anymore. Uh, do you? I, I personally don't. And here yet here I am reporting on it. I think it was more for me to wax poetic on the idea, why is this news? It shouldn't be. I almost expect more games to start being made in Unreal Engine 5 instead of Unreal Engine 4. I, I don't know. I could be wrong. Who knows? Uh, and following up with Nintendo yet again and Doug Bowser. So we, we've been seeing a large push across the gaming industry for unions, right? 
It's been hitting almost every major publisher, studio, things like that. Well, if there's one publisher, one developer, one studio, one company that has yet to face union demands, it's Nintendo of America. Uh, yes, technically, Nintendo of America is part of Nintendo, but it's also technically separate. Well, in that same interview with Inverse, Doug Bowser had this to say. Quote, we don't currently have unions at Nintendo of America, and part of that is driven by the employee feedback we see, which is a high degree of job satisfaction and engagement overall. You only have to look at our retention numbers, which are very, very high within the industry, and our obviously low turnover rate as a result. Our focus has always been on creating culture that's inclusive, has a work-life balance, and is focused on our singular mission of bringing smiles to faces, unquote. And so while, you know, the rest of the industry faces this upheaval and turmoil, again, Nintendo, you hear almost nothing out of it. I don't know if it's because they have ironclad NDAs or maybe Doug Bowser's right and they have a high retention rate and a high satisfaction rate. And realistically, that's probably true. They probably treat their employees well. They probably bring their, their Japanese uh, uh, culture to America in a way. Uh, J Japanese corporate culture, which I know is criticized a lot in, in, me in the media, right? A across the globe, not just Western media. But the idea that they have high retention rates and high satisfaction, if true, and I, I have no reason to believe they're not, let me let me clarify that. Then it it's it's great to hear that it it doesn't need. Does that mean they they should explore the idea of unions? I I don't know. Right, unions are not necessary necessary in every situation, uh, even across the same industries. Right, so I'm not against it. I'm not for it. I'm not going to try and push in any way, shape, or form, or or. Uh, I, I, yes, I might be riding the fence in this instance, but but I think unions are necessary in a situation where uh, un, it, it, it's a toxic environment, right? Like what would happened at several different studios un, under Blizzard, or what's happening with CD Projekt Red, or Raven Software, or Bethesda, or other places. But maybe it's not necessary at Nintendo of America. It, it there's no reason for them to consider it, right? So again, it, it, every situation is different. They don't have to unionize if they don't want to, if they don't need to. Uh, one could argue that they're always necessary. One could also make the argument only if it is necessary. So again, it's, it's an interesting idea and it also proves the point like, hey, if you just treat your employees well, they're not going to retaliate or try and like overthrow things that's a that's a harsh term to use not overthrow but unionize and fight for you know to be treated better which just should be the standard and for some reason it's not i i i struggle with this idea somehow i don't because capitalism and pushing for the bottom line this is turning into a, a conversation that is not not meant for this platform uh, I'm going to clarify real quick before we continue. I'm not against capitalism. I just think there's some things that could be done to refine it. 
uh, because I am not in favor of the other systems that exist because those are far worse, in my personal opinion. Anyway, this is not a political... Welcome to Nick's Political Nerd News Podcast, right? (laughs) No, we're not going to do that. Moving on. Alan Wake 2 is releasing in just a few days. Uh, a sequel to one of my favorite games, one of the most underrated games in all of gaming. We have learned its PC requirements, and they are intense. So this is just the recommended, without ray tracing, for 1440p, they are recommending Remedy Entertainment at least an RTX 3060 or Radeon RX 6600 XT with a 8 gigs of VRAM, 16 gigs of RAM, 90 gigs of storage, and a Ryzen 3700X or i7-10700 CPU. If you want to have ray tracing, they are recommending under 1080p a minimum RTX 4070, 12 gigs of VRAM, two or quality DLSS FSR2, a Ryzen 3700X or i7-10700 CPU, 16 gigs of RAM, and 90 gigs of storage. So that's um, that's ray tracing and recommended. The minimum, the minimum requirements for the basic game without ray tracing. Graphics preset to low, a 1080p, 30 FPS, you need a minimum of a Geoforce RTX 2060 or Radeon RX 6600, 6 gigs of VRAM, uh, an Intel i5-7600K or AMD equivalent for CPU, 16 gigs of RAM, Windows 10 or 11, and it's 90 gigs of storage across the board. If you want ultra non-ray tracing, this is ultra, 2160p, 60 frames a second. You need an RTX 4070 or a Radeon RX 7800 XT, 12 gigs of VRAM, a Ryzen 7 3700X or Intel equivalent CPU, um, and same things across the board. We talked about the low ray tracing. If you want high ray tracing you need, for 2160p and 60 frames per second, you need... And only you can only have a Geoforce RTX 4080. You need 16 gigs of VRAM, a Ryzen 7 3700X or Intel equivalent, 16 gigs of RAM, and such. So this game is going to push your computer to the limits. I'm playing on console. <laughs> uh, Spider-Man, Insomniac's Marvel Spider-Man 2, has become the fastest-selling PlayStation Studios game by selling 2.5 million copies in its first 24 hours. Me being one of those people. Uh, I'm having a blast. If you loved the first one, if you loved Miles Morales, you're going to love the second one. Blizzard has disabled Diablo 4 item trading once again. Uh, this is due to users that are using a item duplication exploit, which... They have been threatened with a ban if they continue by Blizzard. So, uh, there is a new duplication exploit that players have found. Uh, In a post on a Blizzard forum, they said, quote, 
we've suspended player trading in Diablo 4 until further notice due to a duplication exploit. We are working on a fix to amend this issue and we'll update you once we've reinstated the ability to trade. We will continue to monitor this activity to ensure a healthy playing experience for all. Any account that engages in gold and item duplication exploits will be actioned in accordance with our end-user license agreement. We thank you for reporting this exploit to us and your patience. Unquote. So if you're playing Diablo 4 and you can't do trading, that's why. Star Citizen, a game that exists and is massive, announced Squadron 42 about just over a decade ago. It would be a new single-player experience. It would feature Mark Hamill. And uh, Cloud Imperium Games has said that the campaign portion of the game is feature complete. It's taken them over a decade. I don't even think Star Citizen is officially in a full release, to be honest. It's, it's like half vaporware at this point. A lot of people thought Squadron 42 was going to be vaporware. Uh, Squadron 42 was part of the original Kickstarter that la launched in 2012. Then it was spun off, um, again, over a decade ago. And Mark Hamill, Gary Oldman, Jillian Anderson all announced for it. Big trailers, more people were added. So Squadron 42 may finally be coming out. And uh, they haven't given a release date, but a beta and release is underway. Work for that. And a new trailer was released. Is it still vaporware? Probably. <laughs> um, Amazon has announced that its Fallout show, set in Fallout Universe's Los Angeles, which we've never gone to in the games, will release on Amazon Prime Video on April 12th. So be on the lookout there. Uh, Star Wars Dark Forces Remastered has a new release date, February 28th, 2024, on all major platforms. Uh, Microsoft had its quarterly earnings this past week, and we learned some things about Xbox. So, it looks like after Starfield, uh, there was an increase in overall gaming revenue, uh, but hardware sales declined. That's a given, three years in. So, Microsoft confirmed that Xbox content and services which include Game Pass, saw a revenue increase of 13% over the last quarter. So that has to do mostly with Starfield. So uh, Starfield hit 10 million players in three weeks. Biggest launch in Bethesda Game Studios history. Very important release for Xbox in general. Um, Game Pass revenue is up because Game Pass has gone up in subscription cost. So... This is the first earnings call since its Activision Blizzard merger, which literally happened like a week before. So hardware revenue declined by 7%. Again, expected. So, uh, however, Microsoft hardware devices and Surface tablets have dropped 22%. Not important for this, but... So, I wonder if... Uh, I wonder if things will pick up again for the holiday. Who knows? Um... No actual financial results, though, just percentages. I'm sure we'll learn more. They are a publicly traded company. That information will come out eventually. City Skylines 2 sees uh, 100,000 players on Steam at launch, which is crazy considering the game has some issues that people are complaining about. Uh, it is stable at 30, but there are other bugs. 
I am going to try and hop into it on Game Pass this weekend. Uh, it is included in Game Pass. I think my 1070 Ti can run it. We'll find out. Looks like I can. Probably still need a new graphics card. Anyway, uh, the PS5, PS5, the PS5 Slim uh, disc drive, if you want to get it for the, the, the PS5 Slim when it comes out, will require an internet connection to pair it to the console. So you can pre-order it because it is supposed to come out this year. So, uh, per the Charlie Intel Twitter account, uh, which it comes uh, posted a picture of the Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3 PS5 Slim bundle, and noticed that it says, quote, internet connection required to pair disk drive and PS5 console upon setup, unquote. So, yeah, a lot of people are not too happy about that. Like, what? Why do you need the internet to pair a disk drive? So... Uh, Digital Foundry's John Lineman, so called it, said, quote, highly concerning and very strange. Hardware connectivity shouldn't be determined by a server that may not always be available, unquote. Hopefully it's only available, um, hopefully it's only required for the initial pairing and not for continued use. It's a very strange move, very strange move indeed. Uh, The Xbox Partner Preview was today, uh, and uh, they showed off a lot of new, um, this is our last major gaming news, they showed off a lot of new games coming from third parties uh, over the next several months, Uh, mostly gameplay trailers, things like that. Uh, We got our first gameplay trailer for Metal Gear Solid Delta Snake Eater, which is the remake of Metal Gear Solid 3. It is in Unreal Engine 5. And it is a gorgeous-looking game. I'm looking forward to that coming out. Uh, Metal Gear Solid Five was actually my first Metal Gear Solid game. So the fact that this is coming, there's the Metal Gear Solid uh, 1, 2, and 3 on like the trilogy or whatever they're calling it, like collection. Uh, there's hints now at a Metal Gear Solid 4 remake. I am all in on getting those games and playing them. I know it sucks that Kojima-san is not at Konami anymore, but still good. I got Alan Wake game Alan Wake 2 gameplay showing off. That game looks incredible. As we stated earlier, it needs a beefy PC to run it. We learned that Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth will allow you to manage your own island resort. Like a Dragon is what the is the new name of the Yakuza series. Uh, it actually goes by Like a Dragon in Japan already, so they just brought that name over to the West. We finally got our first look at Ark Survival Ascended as the, the original Ark Survival Evolved switches over to Unreal Engine 5. Uh, so this is not the sequel that was teased several years back. This is uh, the remaster, remake, whatever you want to call it, of the Ark Survival Evolved. We got our first look at Manor Lords, which is a new historical city builder that will be launching in early access next spring on Game Pass. We got a very great story and gameplay trailer for RoboCop Rogue City. And if if I heard correctly, it it sounded like they did get uh, uh, Peter Weller. So Peter Weller is returning, uh, just confirmed, for to voice the character and use his likeness. Uh, It is being developed by... Tayon, which is a 
Polish studio, I guess. So it's set after RoboCop 2, based on RoboCop 1 and 2, ignoring the third film. Uh, I'm very excited for this. RoboCop is one of my favorite movies. Um, so we got to see that. We got to see more of Still Wakes the Deep, which is one of those like horror thriller games where you explore an abandoned uh, um, oil platform in like the ocean. Uh, we got to see more of Dungeons of Hinterburg, that great little indie game uh, like Dungeon Crawler. Spirit of the North 2 showed off a trailer. Uh, we also got a trailer for Ikaro Will Not Die, which is a new roguelite game from the makers of Power Wash Simulator, of all things. Funny. Anyway, that's it for the gaming news. I do want to talk about Spider-Man 2, though, before we move on to Hollywood stuff. Spider-Man 2 is the sequel to uh, Insomniac's Marvel's Spider-Man, which released in... When was that? Man. Um, let's see. 2018. Holy shit. Uh, and of course, Miles Morales came out in... When did Miles Morales uh, come out? That was the sequel to it, of course. I really enjoy Insomniac games. I've played quite a few of them. So, that was remastered. Miles Morales is technically a... Um, Sequel, it's more like a, yeah, 2020, okay. So, Spider-Man 2, sequel to Spy Marvel Spider-Man and Marvel Spider-Man Miles Morales, uh, developed by Insomniac Games, like I said. It is so fun playing this game. It is, and and the fact that it, it looks so good on the PlayStation 5, there are some things that are a little... Uh, simple, but that's okay. Uh, we got a lot more characters from the Spider-Man mythos into the game, uh, like Craven the Hunter, Venom, as I've stated before. So it it's it is so very fun. I love swinging through the city once again because it it. Oh, it's so fun. Um, I I enjoy, like I said, I enjoy the playing the Spider-Man game. Like I don't fast travel in this game because I love just swinging through the city so much. And they've added parts of Queens and Brooklyn. Uh, Harry is finally in the game. There is more of just. There's a, a lot of fun to be had in Spider-Man 2 and be it tells a fun interesting story there's a lot more backstory in it uh, especially if you know the plot of the first game I'm not going to really spoil anything but there's some major things that happened between the first game and of course Miles Morales that that play into this but it, it's so it's so goddamn fun there's more J. Jonah Jameson, which which is very, very welcome. Uh, we also get um, Chameleon is in it. Mysterio is in it. Doc Ock returns to a point. Um, we get more Black Cat. We get Sandman. We get Tombstone, Scorpion, Mr. Negative returns. There are so many people 
in it. And it it's so, like I said, it is so, so damn fun. Um, and, uh, the new, the new abilities are great, especially some of the Venom abilities. The new progression system is very more, much more streamlined. The suit mechanics are much more streamlined. The menu, everything is better. The city is so well thought out. It's almost exactly the same as it was before, but this takes place in a different, uh, time of year. So the city has a different lighting aspect to it, but the it is like i said it's it's very fun and the there is a great use of uh of the of the characters and the story insomniac knows what they are doing and i am very much enjoying this game if you guys have not played it you really should um if you have a playstation 5 i should clarify that i guess but I, like I said, I'm about 50% of the way there. I've been playing a lot of side missions. I've been playing a lot of collect, collecting a lot of things because, like I said, it's so fun to swing through the city. Uh, honestly, it's it's the best game I've played all year. Uh, hands down, 10 out of 10 for me. I very much enjoyed the first game. This game I'm very much enjoying. Uh, the main story takes, I think, between 8 and 12 hours to complete. Uh, I've been doing a lot, so I think I've put around... 15 plus hours into the game so far. Let me see if I have that on the PlayStation. I put 14 hours in and I'm about 14, 40 plus percent of the way done with the game. I think about 50% realistically with, with everything I've done. Um, I am very much enjoying the game. Like I said, uh, 15, 14 hours, um, several trophies. There's a lot of trophies in them and I, in the game and there's not a whole lot to I don't know how to earn them, to be honest, but it it is such a fun game. And being able to switch between Peter and Miles, that is that is really great. Because having them both in the game, because they serve different purposes, different side missions, have them um, doing different things. The having Peter interact with with Genki, Miles interact with Harry, all of them interacting with Mary Jane and each other. Um, there's a lot of times where you have other heroes helping out, um, in like crime fights. Uh, and when I say other heroes, I mean relegated to the spider verse. Unfortunately, Marvel's Avengers are nowhere to be seen. Um, Wong makes an appearance via a post-it note, I will say, but again, 10 out of 10 for me, I'm not even done with the game and it's already the best game I've played all year. So... Marvel Spider-Man 2 from Insomniac Games. If you're not playing it, you should be. Uh, let's move on then to what's going on in Hollywood, shall we? Let's take a trip up the 5 Freeway. So what's uh, what's going on in Hollywood, huh? Well, how about this? Lost two great actors this week. Uh, we lost Burt Young, who was famous for playing Polly in the Rocky films. Uh, he passed away at the age of 83. And then Shaft himself, uh, Richard Roundtree, passed away at the age of 81 just a few days ago. 
Uh, two great actors, long, long careers in Hollywood. Um, they will be missed for sure, but they will live on forever in their movies. A new episode of Aqua Teen Hunger Force, the first in almost a decade, to uh, which will be followed by four additional episodes, has a new air date for uh, Adult Swim. It will air on November 26th, uh, just one month from tomorrow. Uh, again, a new Aqua Teen Hunger Force episode, uh, followed by four additional new episodes on Adult Swim. After eight years of being off the air and having a movie in between. Uh, the Boys, Gen V spinoff, has been renewed for a second season. It's, it's uh, just about to wrap up its first season on Amazon Prime Video. I have somehow yet to watch. I'm late to it like I was with The Boys to begin with. So I definitely need to get caught up on that. Luckily I'll have time. Uh, there's not a lot of TV on right now, given the strikes. Um... So if you're watching Loki Season 2, a major Loki and Thor character was teased uh, in Baldur the Brave, another half-brother of Thor. Now, Baldur was allegedly supposed to appear in, I think, Thor Love and Thunder with uh, as um, Daniel Craig, or as one, of the Marvel, one of the more recent MCU films. I don't remember which. Oh, it was Multiverse of Madness. That's what it was. Daniel Craig was expected to appear on the Illuminati as Balder. Now, that was just a rumor. Now, though, we're getting a tease for Balder in the MCU in general. Does this mean he's going to show up soon? I don't know. I do not know. It'd be kind of weird for him to show up now uh, in the MCU. It's funny. Loki makes a comment like, nobody's heard of him. And Mobius is like, yeah, Balder the Brave. So... We'll see if Balder is coming to the MCU. Uh, George Clooney and several high-profile, high-earning actors uh, reached out to SAG-AFTRA leadership to try and uh, end the strike after the studios walked away last week. That uh, Apparently, it was a $150 million proposal brought to the union by George Clooney, Ben Affleck, Scarlett Johansson, Tyler Perry, Emma Stone, and several others. and uh, But it was rejected. It was rejected by SAG-AFTRA. So what they offered was, uh, this was via IGN and Deadline, uh, They, those actors and other big stars held a meeting with SAG-AFTRA on Tuesday to bring forward a proposal that would remove the million-dollar cap on union membership dues, which... What they proposed would allow more money to flow into the guild directly from its top earners and be allocated to areas like health and pension funds. Clooney, in an interview with Deadline, said, quote, A lot of the top earners want to be part of the solution. We've offered to remove the cap on dues, which would bring over $50 million to the union annually, well over $150 million over the next three years. We think it's fair for us to pay more into the union, unquote. Uh, he also said, quote, we are also suggesting a bottom-up residual structure, meaning the top of the call sheet would be the last to collect residuals, not the first. These negotiations will be ongoing, but we wanted to show that we're all in this together and find ways to help close the gap on actors getting paid, unquote. Now, while this was an idea floated by them, it's good to see the top earners kind of say, hey, we've made our, our money, let's make sure the up-and-comers can too. 
Uh, however, this was rejected by the SAG after leadership. So they had two main reasons. It said, quote, uh, this was from Fran Drescher. She's the president of the union. Quote, although that's extremely generous and we accept that graciously, that does not impact the contract that we're striking over whatsoever. We are a federally regulated labor union, and the only contributions that can go into our pension and health funds must be from the employer. So what we are fighting for in terms of benefits has to remain in this contract, and that's kind of apples and oranges, unquote. That's nice of her to do that, but uh, I, I guess we're learning that the thing that ended these negotiations was, I think, last week. So had to do with uh, Ted, Ted Serenados, the CEO of Netflix, uh, is the one who came out. He said it had to do with um, a, a 2% share of subscription revenue with, with SAG-AFTRA. He said, quote, felt like a bridge too far to add this deep into the negotiations, unquote. So I, I don't know what's what's going on with it. They are going to meet tomorrow. We'll talk about that in a second. Um, but who knows? Uh, the Eras Tour, the movie version of Taylor Swift's concert, has uh, won another box office weekend, this time taking in $31 million, pushing it to one of the first concert movies in North America to make over $100 million, and beating out Flowers of the Killer Moon, Scorsese's new film, which brought in $23 million. Uh, the producers on the Bond films have said, don't expect a new Bond anytime soon. Uh, it's barely been a f- two years since the last one came out. Uh, Barbara Broccoli has said executives, quote, haven't even begun, unquote, modernizing the franchise or whatever they want to do for the next chapter now that the Daniel Craig era has ended. Um, There's a big interview she did with The Guardian, which is a newspaper in uh, England, if you guys want to check that out. I'm not shocked. It's going to be a while. We've learned the release date for the next film in the Paddington series, Paddington in Peru. It will be released on November 8th, 2024 in the United Kingdom and January 17th, 2025 in the United States. Uh, Mission Impossible 8, or Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 2, has been delayed due to the strikes. Uh, Almost a full year, from June of 2024 to May of 2025, which is nuts. Um... The Hunger Games is getting a stage adaptation in London's West End in 2024. If you guys want to check that out. James Wan has uh, been open about the reshoot process on Aquaman 2. So reports had come out that it had gone underwent lengthy reshoots. James Wan, however, is countering that. In an interview with Empire Magazine... Uh, He said, quote, we probably did seven or eight days of reshoots, which is nothing for a movie of this size. It was just spread out because it's so hard to get your actors back once you've finished the initial shoot, unquote. And that has to do with the rumor about three different reshoots, Um, which if it's only seven or eight days, that's not a lot at all. So there's a whole lot of different things coming out about the Aquaman sequel mainly because apparently people hate it. So, lukewarm early screenings. I don't know what... 
I don't know what the issue is. Um, who knows? We'll find out soon when the movie comes out um, in December. We're, we're not that far from release, realistically. Uh, Crunchyroll is coming to Amazon Prime, we've learned. So, Sony and Amazon have brought Crunchyroll's entire anime li library to Prime Video as an additional add-on. So, in a new agreement globally, Prime Video is now able to distribute Crunchyroll uh, in the U.S., U.K., Canada, and Sweden, and other territories starting next year. There's two options. Uh, the fan tier, which is $7.99 a month, or mega fan, which is $9.99 a month. Both tiers allow you to watch popular anime um, ad-free shortly after airing in Japan. Uh, those, though, if you subscribe to the mega fan at launch, you'll be able to download any anime title for offline viewing with additional non-video benefits, quote-unquote. So that is the same as if you were to get Crunchyroll by itself separately. It uh, allows you, though, to have it all in one convenient app. Uh, Lego has announced a new release uh, tied into very popular films. The Dune Ornithopter, the Duke Leto Atreides particular ornithopter, was announced this week uh, for purchase. It's quite large of a set uh, and great playability if you're into it. Um... There's some other stuff that I don't think is important. Uh, John Carpenter was being interviewed about being a horror legend. Uh, this is with Insider. He, the, I guess they call him the master of horror. People call him the master of horror, right? He's made great movies. The Thing, Halloween, stuff like that. His quote was, response to that was, quote, That's nice. Sorry I'm eating a popsicle. Look, I'm not a master of anything. I just want to play video games and watch basketball. That's all I care about doing. I don't want to bother anybody, unquote. And if that is not the greatest response I've ever heard from a dude in the industry like that, that is just fucking awesome. And I love him even more. Apple has announced they're going to be raising the price of Apple TV Plus yet again. It is going from $6.99 a month to $9.99 a month, so just be aware of that. Doctor Who's 60th anniversary specials, yes, specials, three of them, will air on Disney Plus and the BBC starting on November 25th, followed by December 2nd, and the third and final on December 9th. It will see the return of David Tennant, this time playing the 14th Doctor. No, he's not playing the 10th Doctor again. He will be the 14th Doctor. Um, a new study has come out saying that nearly half of Gen Z viewers want to see less sex on television. Uh, this was performed at the Center for Scholars and Storytellers at UCLA have published a new Teens and Screens report, gathered data from 1,500 members of Gen Z about what they want to see in the media. So, whether they're uh, even including screen of choice. According to the study, about 51.5% of adolescents, ranging from 10 to 24, 
Want to see content that puts more emphasis on friendships and platonic relationships rather than romantic relationships or sex? 47.5% of young people say that sex isn't necessary for the plot of most TV shows and movies, while 44.3% feel that romance in media is overused, especially heterosexual romance. So, that's interesting. I don't really care. Obviously, that, that's a big slap in the face to HBO. <laughs> um, anyway, that's that's interesting. I'm, I'm not surprised. Gen Millennials and Gen, Gen Z aren't having as much sex as Gen X and Boomers. Um, let's, uh, let's talk about this final bit of news here. We've learned that the CEOs have agreed to meet with the SAG after leadership again, um, given them walking away last week. So this is a good sign. This is a very good sign. So they, we had heard a few days ago that they were originally supposed to meet today. However, they've been pushed to tomorrow. Um, a guild source told Deadline, quote, it's a step in the right direction and the negotiating committee is taking the time to do a deep review, unquote. Um, so it, it, it will meet with the AMPTP tomorrow and the CEOs. So it looks like I'm, I'm happy this is happening because the strike is getting closer to it's over 100 days now. Um, I don't understand why the CEOs couldn't meet the what the writers were asking for. It wasn't that much, was it? I, I mean, are they that different? Um, I, again, I, I don't know. But it looks like they're going to go back to the negotiating table. We thought they might not for quite a while. But it looks like we're going to hopefully, hopefully have progress on the SAG after strike. Maybe everyone can get back to work. Maybe everyone can find a happy solution. I do hope the actors get a majority, if not all, of what they're asking for. Uh, that is a lot, though. We'll, we'll see if... Ultimately, it happens for all of them. Uh, I really do hope it happens. It is over 104 days. It's up to uh, it's up. It was up to 104 yesterday, so it will be 105 tomorrow, making it one of one of the longest actor strikes. Not the longest, but definitely up there. So the episode is not over yet. We are continuing our talk of top 10 movies from decades. Now we are in our third full week of 90s movies. And given it's the last show before Halloween, I figured we would do 90s horror. And I think you might have an idea of what my number one is. So let's uh, take a quick break and we'll come back and talk about that. So, we're a week, uh, just over a week, under a week away from Halloween. We've been doing the 90s. Uh, we finished the 80s. And I think it is a perfect time to do my top 10 90s horror movies. Yes, there's movies that are missing. Yes, I understand that 
you might put some of these movies higher. This was somewhat of a hard list to make. A lot of these movies I enjoy. A lot of them, three of the movies on this list came out in the same month in the same year. So, like, there's a lot going on here. But I, I think you'll appreciate my list. Again, horror comedy is something I very much enjoy. Several of the movies on here uh, fit that category. Some of these movies are also really fucking scary. Um, I don't really get scared, but they're, they're, they elicit a response from me. So, I don't want to waste any more time prattling on about the merits of why these movies are on my list. Let's just get to the list, okay? So, at number 10, Deep Blue Sea. Yes, the, uh, the, the thriller about sharks that get smart with LL Cool J. Uh, this movie was released on July 28th, 1999. It kind of bucks the trend of the idea of the final girl, right? Because she sacrifices herself. Spoilers for a 20-plus-year-old movie, 24-year-old movie. Uh, she sacrifices herself to save LL Cool J and Thomas Jane's character characters. Samuel L. Jackson, great in this movie, especially the scene he gets eaten, does not hold up well at all in terms of CGI. Stellan Skarsgård is in this movie. A lot of great actors in this movie. Movie's fun. Uh, obviously, it's trying to elicit the same fears that Jaws created and then the Meg would try to do more recently it is a fun thriller yes not necessarily horror it is a thriller movie which falls under the can be considered part of the horror overarching genre right horror thriller things like that uh deep blue sea number nine or number 10 number nine species the sci-fi horror movie released july 7th 1995 Telling the story of like an alien that gets brought back and they make it a human woman, Eve, I think her name is. And it's very sex positive. Marg Helgenberger in it before she would start her stint on CSI, of course. Um, they would make several what seemed like made-for-TV sequels. The first being the best, of course, uh, as Eve escapes and learns about humans and procreates and has more destructive alien uh, offspring. At number eight, this is one of the first like thriller scary movies I've ever seen. Uh, released July 23rd, 1999. Yes, just five days before Deep Blue Sea. The Haunting, uh, a retelling of The Haunting of, of Hill House. Uh, this stars Liam Neeson, Catherine Zeta-Jones. I think one of the first movies I ever saw with Owen Wilson Wow. Wow. No, th this movie, th this is a, a strange one, right? Uh, this woman gets involved in a sleep study. Turns out she was related to, like, the owner of the house. Long lost. They made fun of it in Scary Movie 2. Th this is, this is a interesting, interesting movie. The way Owen Wilson dies is fucking wild, though. In the giant fireplace. Uh, number seven, Sphere, released February 13th, 1998. Another science fiction thriller. 
about a sphere found in a ship at the bottom of the ocean. Um, who uh, Dustin Hoffman is in it. And who are the other two? I forgot. This movie fucks with your head. Sharon Stone, I'm pretty sh- sure, is, is in it. Um, okay, yeah, Dustin Hoffman, Sharon Stone, and Samuel Jackson. Forgot Samuel was in this movie, too. Uh, it is based off a Crichton, Michael Crichton movie. This is... Um, it, it, it fucks with your head, this movie. I love it, though. This is a great movie. If you guys have never seen it, it it's... Uh, oh, wow. This is, does not have good reviews. Again, I very much enjoy it. Messes with your head. It, it's, it's different. It's very different. And I think that's, that's what I enjoy about it. So, number six, horror comedy. Lake Placid, released July 16th, 1999. So, seven days before The Haunting. Uh, Lake Placid, of course, is a horror comedy starring several, several famous actors, including the amazing Betty White. Uh, tells the story of a upstate Maine lake that has a massive saltwater crocodile living in it. Bill Pullman, Bridget Fonda, Brendan Gleeson, Oliver Platt. Like I said, a lot of people. Betty White. Such... Mariska Hardigay's in that movie? I need to rewatch it. Uh, it. It is such a fun movie. Betty White is amazing in it. And again, it's the, the story. They made a lot of terrible sequels, right? So we're just going to ignore those ever happened. Um, because it took almost a decade for the second one to even be made. But it, it is such a fun, fun movie that I, it is so, you guys need to watch it. You really do. If if you haven't seen it before, like I said, it's not super scary, but it is kind of funny and there are like freak out moments and stuff. It It's <laughs> just the idea of a giant saltwater crocodile living in a lake in Maine, like upper Maine. So... <laughs> That alone should tell you the shenanigans that happen. All right, top five. Number five, Event Horizon. Again, this is a movie that fucks with your head a bit. Uh, Released August 15th, 1997. Lawrence Fishburne, Sam Neill, about a a spaceship uh, trying to go to the sun, but instead it opens a portal and goes to hell and comes back and corrupts the crew and everything like that. This is a wild wild sci-fi horror movie very doom-esque for sure uh it's a it's a good movie though it is a very good movie uh if you have a weak stomach though i i don't advise it because there is some body horror in this movie uh, akin to like hellraiser and stuff like that but it 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 nonetheless is a good good haunt if if you will uh definitely check it out if you've never seen it before uh, if you like sci-fi horror, if you like horror in general, Event Horizon is always a good one for that list. Number four, and I, I guess you could call this a horror comedy to a point, uh, From Dusk Till Dawn, the great Quentin Tarantino film released Janu- January, yes, January 19th, 1996. Uh, of course, Quentin Tarantino and 
uh, uh, George Clooney are two brothers that go to a on the run, go to a bar in Mexico that happens to be run by vampires. Uh, and Salma Hayek is in it. And they end up, Harvey Keitel as well, uh, they end up getting stuck in having to fight all the vampires. And in one of the, what is one of the wildest and most ridiculous movies I've ever seen uh, from Dust Till Dawn. It is a great, great movie. Great Quentin Tarantino film. He technically just stars in it. I don't think he directed it. So it it's <laughs> it's it's a ridiculous movie. It it really is. Um I I still can't believe it. Uh Robert Rodriguez directed it. So it's it's right up Quentin Tarantino's and Robert's, you know, it's their bread and butter is really what it is. Robert Kurtzman wrote it too. This is a fun fun movie. Like I said, it's a it's an action horror comedy is essentially what it is. It is it if you've never seen it, if you could take every Robert Rodriguez movie, every Quentin Tarantino movie and roll them into one, this is probably what you would get. Is it would be from dusk till dawn, 100%. At number 3, one of my favorite childhood movies which spawned a franchise the likes that have never been seen and <laughs> one of the most ridiculous concepts for a movie tremors released january 19th 1990 almost a full year before my birth starring kevin bacon fred ward uh two two guys living out in the desert and they got to find out how to avoid the graboids, the the big, big snake things living in the sand, and <laughs> someone called Burt Gummer. The, the fact that this movie, which is mid at best, and I'm saying that as a fan of the movie, a movie that's mid at best, and the fact that it has like eight fucking sequels, I'm not kidding. There were so many straight to sci-fi, and I mean the sci-fi channel, sequels, and they all star, um, what's his name? Why can't I think of his name? The, um, it, 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 it God, I still can't believe this. There was going to be a second television, there's multiple television series, The Ass Blasters, you, you got them all. Um, Michael Gross, he was, he's in literally all of them. The fact that he was the dad on Family Ties and then would go on to be in every single Tremors movie, that is outrageous. Tremors 2, Tremors 3, Tremors 4, um, Tremors 5, Tremors 6, 7. I think there was an eighth one and he just wasn't in it. There was a Tremors that came out in 2020. Oh my God. And John Heater was in it. This is Tremors 7. A Tremors movie came out in 2020. This is a 30-year-old franchise with seven films. Like, it's it's putting the... It has a 44% on Rotten. It's that decent. Oh my God. God. 
That's wild. And an eighth movie might actually come out. How wild is that? I'm 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 gonna find a day to watch. I'm gonna I gotta find all of them and watch them all. I really need to. That's crazy. But yes, the original Tremors is number three again. This is gonna be a lot of my lists have num- movies higher purely for nostalgic reasons and purely because I love them, even if they're not good. I love them very much. At number two, uh, this movie legitimately freaks me out because I do not like spiders in any way, shape, or form. Arachnophobia, released July 20th, 1990. Jeff Daniels, uh, the doctor in a small town that gets overrun by a hybrid spider that came from a spider that came from the Amazon, and John Goodman's in it. This movie... I like it, and it scares me, but it freaks me out because, again, I do not like spiders. This movie, if you do not like spiders, do not watch Arachnophobia because there's one scene where, like, millions of spiders take over a house, and it's almost like ants. I'm literally shaking thinking about a movie that I've seen a ton of times, yet still geeks me the fuck out. I'm not kidding. And, yes, I know... It's number two, but it literally actually scares me. And that's why it's number two. And number one is because it's the greatest 90s horror movie. It is a slasher film at its finest. It is meta. It is comedy. It is horror. It is jump scares. It is Wes Craven's masterpiece, Scream, released December 20th, 1996, starring Nev Campbell. Matthew Lillard, Skeet Ulrich, Rose McGowan, Henry Winkler. Uh, You know, Wes Craven already knocked it out of the park with A Nightmare on Elm Street. Would go on to direct Screams 1 through 4. It is a lasting franchise. Scream 6 came out this year. Hailed by critics, as was Scream 5. This is a franchise that can continue to evolve. It does not... it, it, It... it would be very hard for it to get complacent, right? Because it it calls out the tropes of horror. It calls out. It has the rules of how to survive a horror movie. Jamie Kennedy is in this movie. Scream, uh, new rock stars. A great YouTube channel actually just did like a breakdown of the film. Uh, Scream is a great, great fun movie. Yes, it's a slasher flick. flick but it's fun. It's fun, and it breaks the mold. Uh, it, uh, of all things, you wouldn't expect it, but but Scream. A teen comedy horror slasher thriller film breaking the mold. Not, not something you would expect from like that kind of movie, and it does. And it does it well that it's been able to last now for almost 30 years as a franchise. Six films in uh scream is my number one 90s horror movie so to recap my top 10 deep blue sea species the haunting sphere lake placid event horizon from dusk till dawn tremors arachnophobia and scream that is it folks for nick's nerd news episode 285 it's in the books 
Don't forget to check out nicksnerdnews.com. Follow us on social media. Thank you guys for listening week in, week out. I will catch you guys on the flip side. This has been a production of Nixner News. Please do not use without implicit faxed permission. And yes, that means with a fax machine.